Welcome to today's Soul Chat interview. I'm so excited that you are here. I have a very special guest, Patia. We end up talking about abundance, human design, being in feminine flow, and so much more. Patia is an alignment women's coach who guides women to intuitively connect with their inner vision so they can experience personal and professional magnetism and become unapologetically abundant. Her mission is to empower visionaries who are on the path to embody their fullest expression to soulfully expand into a quantum leap in all dimensions of their lives. Patia gives immense clarity, exact steps to unlock women's divine feminine and abundance mindsets through subconscious work as a certified breath work facilitator reiki nlp and human design practitioner she leads her six and seven figure clients to their next level in life and business if she is not interviewing fellow experts on her podcast unapologetically abundant traveling the world with her husband hosting retreats or readings you'll find her reading or cuddling with her dog baby this was a very very fun soul chads interview i hope you guys enjoy it let me know what you think and let's jump in hello everyone and welcome to today's show hi petia how are you doing today amy i'm doing amazing and i know it's going to get even better by being here with you today I'm so excited to chat with you today. You are a person that loves to be in feminine flow. What is that and what does it look like and feel like? Mm, I love that the question and I feel, I mean, that sometimes we really get to experience the contrast to really know what is the opposite. Like we wouldn't know what is light if there wouldn't be a no darkness, right? And I feel mm -hmm. like most of my life, I was in a wounded masculine energy. I was just very like single focus and planning and strategizing and very like focusing on providing and protection because that's something that I haven't received when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, if no one does that for me, I have to do that for myself and for those around me. So I was very much striked and in my masculine and that show up, of course, in my relationship. It showed up in my work. It showed up in my environment, the, even like the hobbies that I have. I was doing like CrossFit and I was doing fitness competitions and there's nothing wrong with that. Of course, women do it. You can be feminine woman and doing it, but it's not so much about what do we do, but why do we do that? Right. And I always try to keep a, like a hard shell around me so no one can get in. And I started to notice like a decade ago that I was getting burned out physically, mentally, emotionally, because there was no balance. There was like almost no feminine. Like, yeah, I had a long hair and I put on dress, but there was nothing soft and feminine and receptive and mm -hmm. no allowing. So I was, I feel like I was kind of 
forced out of my masculine because like everything had to be like perfect and controlled and even like the food and the portions and the work that I was doing. And um, one time I went for a weekend to a cabin, you know, in the woods in Mount Charleston here in Las Vegas. And I had like, again, everything planned, right? You go for a weekend and you bring your laptop and you bring your phone and you plan the work and the school. And back then I was um, working on getting my master's in business. I was personal trainer on the side. I had social media marketing agency as my first business and I was working in a corporate full time. So everything... <laughs> Yes, everything had to be like in very detailed. And that day when we arrived, the internet wasn't working because mind you, we're in a mountain, <laughs> right? We're in a mountain. So there's no reception. Forget that. But I completely freak out. I like I had a panic attack. Like my clients will fire me. I won't finish my school. Like the worst of the worst, like in my head. And like, I couldn't even breathe. I'm like, okay, I gotta get out of here. So I grabbed my dog. I'm like, let's go for a walk. And I was like an hour in nature and just walking and I could feel the softening. And I could feel like the nature, like really just like pulling away the heaviness. And, you know, of course I come back, the internet is working and I was able to do in just a few hours what would normally take me days. Yeah. Just, I allowed myself to soften up. So that was like the first like slap in my face, like Petya, it doesn't have to be all hard. It doesn't have to be all control, like relax, soften and receive. So that's when I first realized that it's not this or that in life. It's this and that. So I started mm -hmm. to introduce feminine energy and I started to be like really curious, you know, about how am I feeling and how am I living my life? And, you know, like went and asked Uncle Google, like, you know, what do you do? Like preventing burnout, feeling unhappy, feeling unfulfilled and all these things. And that's when I started to like notice, like it's the masculine and feminine flow when you just like really push on one side and don't allow space for the other that's when you're starting to struggle emotionally, spiritually, physically. So I started to work on that and work less. Mm -hmm. And it was so fascinating for me because I became the observer. Yeah. Like what is happening and when? And I realized that the less work, the more money I make. Oh, for sure. And I'm right there with you. I also had a traumatic childhood. So it's a trauma response. So if you can control this environment, you can control your work, you can control success, you can control this, and it becomes very rigid, we actually end up burning out 10 times faster. But if we actually just feed our soul in a completely different way, we make more money and we're in flow in a different way. So I love that you really got to witness that 10 years ago. And how has your life changed since then? Absolutely. You know, because even just like looking at, like, I feel like all of the aspects of my life really change my health, my relationship to my body, my relationship with boundaries. And, you know, in the past, Amy, I feel like no matter with how many people I was, I felt lonely. Mm -hmm. Now I'm alone and I'm so happy. <laughs> Isn't you know, I just, I know because like, and I used to hate silence. Like I would come home and turn on the TV and the, you know, like radio and you jump on the chat messages like back then, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> decade ago, like when we were still just like chatting. Um, and 
it's so fascinating to me. Like I am enjoying just to lay down in a backyard and read a book by myself. And it's just, you start to notice like how differently you're feeling. What are you allowing in your life? And even, you know, five years ago, I, I attracted my husband and he is complete opposite to what I ever experienced in the past. He is so caring, loving. I might feel like crap laying in bed with fever and he will still call me my beautiful queen. You know, it's uh -huh. just like so beautiful, but it's really the reflection of, we get to remember like the way we treat ourselves, we teach others how to treat us. So first I had to really like, slow down and realize who I really am. And then I could attract the right people, right? Opportunities, change my business, change my approach, change who I'm attracting in my life as a client. So completely everything changed. And it's very interesting because I feel like, you know, even at the beginning of my journey, Amy, I feel like there was, um, I don't know, there was like this struggle, like, going from the complete like masculine energy into complete feminine flow, like, Ooh, I'll just here lay in my hammock and everything will be manifested to me. So I had to learn in my life and in my business, how do I blend these two? How do I dance? How do I know when is the time to go? And how do I know when is the time to flow? When yes. is the time to allow? And when is the time to take an inspired action? Because without the action, like you're just literally living in a la la land. It's just like dreaming, but you're not impacting yeah. anyone. Yeah, exactly. And we need both energies. We need the sacred feminine and we need the sacred masculine because it's not all about just becoming super ultra sacred feminine because stuff has to get done. <laughs> stuff has to get done. And stuff could be as simple as people working in the fields to bring food in like that's work. That's something that nourishes our bodies. So there is action that's required. So I love that too, that you're mentioning that it's, it's both. Cause I think that if we go one way or the other, it becomes very unhealthy and very off balance really, really quickly. Mm -hmm. so. Absolutely. And, and that's the thing, like you will feel it in your life. You will feel when you're off balance, you will feel when you're out of alignment, one with who you really are, but also with who you came here to be. Like, you're not going to feel peaceful and satisfied. And, you know, also like when I started this journey, Amy, I, I felt like really like deep sadness in the days that I didn't feel like happy. Like I was thinking something is wrong with me and we really have to remember and realize that it's not going to be like 24 seven joyful happiness, right? Like oh. it's not like we're living somewhere in a mountains and there is no, you know, other influence from the outside world. And you get to look at your life and ask yourself the majority of the time, am I fulfilled? Am I satisfied? Right. Um, am I really happy with how am I showing up in the world? And I think that's really important because there's this chase for happiness. We're constantly racing. Well, if I do this next thing, I'll be happy. When I fulfill this thing, I'll be happy. What about just being happy on the journey that you're on to that great accomplishment or that great next aha or that great breakthrough? 
it's not an end goal. We get to choose to be happy in this moment. I think that's really important for people to distinguish that. I also think that uncertainty is a part of life in general anyways. So what do you do when you are feeling like uncertainty is happening or sadness is happening? Like, what do you do to one, just comfort yourself and to like, how do you get out of that? Mm, I loved it. And I also feel like it's important. And you said it, Amy, we have to remember that uncertainty, it's part of life and we actually like it. Imagine if everything in your life is certain. If you know 100% what is going to happen when, what your husband will say, what your kids will say, what will happen, like you will die of boredom. So, oh my God, I would be so bored. <laughs> it's a human need. You know, one of the, you know, Tony Robbins is describing there's like six human needs and one of them it's certainty and one of them it's uncertainty. So just like realizing like this is part of life and this is what is helping us grow and to expand, that would be the first step. But the second step, it's it's super, super important, especially for women to ask themselves and ourselves, what do I need right now? Yeah. Like, what do I need right now? Because it's so easy for us to go out and take care of the world because we are the leaders, take care of the family because like they depend on us, right? what do you need? What do you need right now? What would suit you right now? What would make you feel better right now? What would satisfy you right now? And it doesn't have to be nothing groundbreaking. It can be just, you know what, let me go in. Like, I like sometimes doing it. Like when I'm feeling like low energy, I go in front of our house and we have like a beautiful palm trees there. And we have like a little bench there. And it's usually like most of the day in front of our house, it's sunny. So I go there and I sit there and I just breathe and they're like hummingbirds. And mm. it just, it's it's like this beautiful reset. And you can even ask yourself, like, how can I reset my energy? My husband, what he loves, which don't count me in that. He loves taking like in the middle of the day, like cold shower for yep. like five minutes. And I'm like, no, it's winter. It's outside. Like, don't do that to me. Like I will go meditate. I will go on the sun. I will go cuddle the dog or my husband, but he like does, um, uh, we have like a mini trampoline in our, you know, room. So he will like do mini trampoline or cold shower or our friend, she lives close. She has a pool. So, um, my husband goes and does like cold plunges. I think it's great. Cause there's actually research that shows like you're angry and you go and splash cold water or something or plunge into cold water, it resets the system. Mm -hmm. And is that my preferred option? No, (laughs) but on a journey of embracing cold right now. So it's Mm -hmm. like every shower, cold water. Cause it's Mm -hmm. like, there's research on it, but you don't have to enjoy doing it either. That's the I, thing. <laughs> I absolutely hear you, you know, and, and the thing is that there is a, reach, a research for everything. You will find yeah. a, you will find an evidence for everything you're looking for. So oh if God. I want to find an evidence that um, cold shower can be harming for you, maybe it's harming your nervous system because mm-hmm. it's shocking. It like There are times that you shouldn't be doing cold showers and plunges. Like if you're, for example, experienced trauma, if you're pregnant and things like pregnant, that, yeah. you know, so... Um, 
it, it's very interesting. Like I am all about like, yes, embracing the uncomfortable and also knowing like, is this going to make me feel better? You know, mm-hmm. is this what I need right now? And I, I mentioned to you, Amy, we just moved from Mexico, whites and beaches. I was like half naked all day in bikini, you know, and now coming back to Las Vegas in like fifties and sweater weather, I'm like, that's my, you know, like, that's my saying yes to the cold. Like, 50 yeah, that's your way of embracing the cold. I yes. totally get that. Because <laughs> when we moved to the desert, I, that was our experience too. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm saying yes to the cold. And then gradually we increased yeah. our discomfort level around cold. But I love that you, you have your own practices and your husband has your own practices because our spouse does not have to have the same practices as us. And what works for you or works for him, it might not work for another person. So it's finding what works for you that really helps for the reset, I think, Mm -hmm. is really important. So I love that you shared that too. Yeah. And and I feel like it's so important because when we're in relationships, sometimes we want our partners to do exactly the same things we are doing. And I feel like it's very important to have the core foundation, the same, you have to have the same, um, like, uh, goals in life. Like mm-hmm. when I met my husband, the first day, I, it wasn't date, but like we met in a mastermind, you know, five years ago here in Las Vegas, but we were like chatting after the event in the evening. And I asked him like, what are your short-term and long-term goals? And mind you, I didn't even look at him as like possible partner, you know, um, But I feel like it's so important to understand that the people that we surround ourselves with, they have to have a similar or same short and long-term goals. Because if someone wants to be enjoying life and partying and and just like living on the edge and you want to settle and build business and build foundations, what do you have in common? different paths. Exactly. So I feel like the core desires and the core goals have to be the same, but then you get to realize you're whole and complete person as you are. And when you have a different um, hobbies or different things that you're doing, you can come and share with one another. You will have still something to talk about. Yeah. What do you say to someone that let's say they've been in a relationship for a really long time and their partner and them are on two different pages. It's very intense too. It does happen, but I don't feel like it happens overnight, you know? So ideally I would say don't get there, (laughs) right? Because, you know, me and my husband, when we started, um, and we call it, when we started dating, we called it deeping. We are like, we're not dating, we are deeping, you know, we are deeping Mm, our relationship. Um, We were doing a weekly relationship review. Mm. And we were talking about like, we had like, I don't remember how many questions we had there, maybe like six, seven questions that we were asking and replying, like, what are you grateful for, for the other? When did you feel loved? Um, What can improve? And also there was a question like, what make you want to pull away? Because we have to remember there are times that they're like, I would better be alone. Like if I don't have to cook and clean and whatever, right? Like there are times that you don't agree with your partner. And the sad thing is that we keep it usually inside and then we let it explode. But when you have a weekly relationship review, you bring it up. Hey, it's uncomfortable. Sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes it's painful. 
but it's better to say these things weekly than five years down the road and you realize I'm not on the same page with my partner. So weekly relationship review, but also weekly dates. No matter what, you have to make sure that you put your partner first because kids will leave you eventually. Mm-hmm. Ideally, your partner won't. So right. it's like you two are team. Right, absolutely. For life. And I think that that's really important. My husband and I, we were just having a, a conversation about having conversations about things that that people find uncomfortable having conversations about. And I think that the more that you get comfortable having uncomfortable conversations, the easier it is to navigate in any type of relationship. And mm-hmm. so like my husband, he's like, I have a rule, just take care of it right away. Don't let it fester. Because the second you let it fester, that's when it blows up at the most inopportune time when it's not an appropriate conversation to have. And it's just not the right timing. So it's like, it's never going to be the right timing. So just have the conversation right away when it's the right timing within that context. So mm-hmm. I love that you guys had weekly reviews. Do you guys still do something like that now? Or So we were doing it the first couple of years of our life. And then we like shifted focus on like business and we're traveling a lot. But now we started to do it again because we realized like, what like deepened our relationship so much was the relationship review. So we started to actually do it like a couple months ago when we moved back to States. So mm-hmm. now we do, it's funny because we do like on Fridays afternoon, we do business review, then uh-huh. we do relationship review, and then we go on a date. Oh, how fun. <laughs> yeah. It kind of gets, gets rid of all this stuff that needs to get rid of. So you guys can go and have fun about it. And yes. probably business at dinner too, because you and your husband are in business together. Is that we are now because he had his own business and then he was helping me a lot because he's the analytical, strategical, technical, you know, and I'm the flow and the feminine and the relationship queen, you know. So he was like contributing so much in my business. And a few months ago, I was like, why don't you come full time? Like, you know, we have multiple six-figure business. Why you're building something on a side and I'm building something like, let's come together. So he has some of his still like clients from his business, but he came now full time into our business because it's so beautiful when you can bring the gifts together. And how are you guys navigating that? Because having a family business can be challenging. I feel like it's interesting because like we live together since beginning of our relationship. First year was like long distance because he lived in California. I live in Vegas, but he was here every two weeks. So it's not like it was terrible, right? But we both work from home. So we are used to like work around each other, you know? Mm -hmm. And now when we are working in the business, the challenge that I'm feeling is the different personalities in, he's very like analytical Mm -hmm. and very detail oriented. I'm more of the flow, more of the trust, more of like, I will do it when it feels right to me. Not when it feels good, like, Mind you, I can lay in my hammock whole day and and do nothing, right? It's not that. It's when it feels right to me because I know that the energy I put out Mm -hmm. is the energy that I get back. And for me, you know, in human design, I'm a generator. I get to be magnetic. When I am feeling good, I'm magnetic and I achieve so much more in such a short period of time. And it's just so beautiful, you know? So he has to understand that, that, 
I am not going to be thrilled by filling in forms and Excel spreadsheets. No. <laughs> and, and he tried to like make me do that last week. He was like, he, because he trains also our team. We have several people on our team and he was training them on ClickUp. I don't know if you're familiar, but I know what ClickUp is. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, honey, no, no. I, I love you so much. I will do whatever it takes, but this is not what it takes. Like if it's better for our team to have tasks there, great, but you will drain my life force and my energy. And I get to focus on the things that light me up yes. because when I'm lit up, it's when we make money, not when I'm sitting in front of spreadsheets and doing no. click ups and so you see, like there is this difference, but we have clear boundaries. And even though his money journey, so he will get frustrated when things are not like how he wants them, but he's like, I respect you and I trust you. And he saw it a million times before my intuition and my magnetism. It's what creates abundance. It's not me sitting in, in, in front of the computer and spreadsheets. No, I, you know, I'm a generator too. So it's like, that's not my genius zone. It gives me anxiety. Do not give me a spreadsheet. Do not give me all these like weird little things that I have to keep track of, but that's where you hire people to be in their genius zone that loves those things. And are they important? Yes, for keeping organization, but for me, no, like don't give me any of that. So I totally get you on that one. No, too. yeah. Like I feel like it's like clear communication and clear boundaries and like how to be. I, I'm really learning how to be a good communicator because mm -hmm. we we think that talking it's communicating and it's not. Oh. It's not. So how to be a communicator with a clients, with your team members, with your husband who works with you. It's it's completely different. So it's it's constant learning and unlearning and um, how to be really effective so it makes an impact. And it doesn't hurt people, you know, so we can really leave people in their zone of genius and respect them. But each and every one was like, let's stay in our own lines. Yeah. It's a, you know, running, running a business is not for the faint of heart. And then when you add family dynamics to it, and then you have team members, it's, there's a lot of patience and a lot of holding multiple perspectives on things as well. So I, I love that you guys are working together. Good luck on that. As you navigate this new chapter, let's talk about human design. I love human design. And I know that you use human design in your business for people that don't know what human design is, share a little bit about what it is. Mm -hmm. I feel like um, human design, it's such a powerful and beautiful modality that helps you align with who you really came here to be. And, you know, people can just easily like ask Uncle Google and to go on a rabbit hole because when I started studying human design, like over four years ago, just the basics can take you really in hours, but it is really a system that has been um, downloaded by the spirit um, in on a retreat to Rahu. And he's a guy who like lived in Canada. He got their download. And I believe it was in 
four days. I know he was on retreats in Ibiza and in four days, he downloaded like a book of 400 pages where he downloaded the system, which is a beautiful modality that contains like the Vedic chakras, the I Ching, the Kabbalah, quantum physics, astrology, all blended together to bring you a beautiful body graph that shows you like your body, your centers, your channels, your gates. And it's so complex that I'm studying it over four years and I'm like, I'm still scratching just the surface. Oh, for sure. It's a, it's a very complex system, but it's so, I love human design. It's so fascinating. Me too. And it's funny because like, I was like, I got introduced to it like six years ago and I resisted it the first two years. I'm like, Oh, another boom, another thing, another thing to do and learn. I'm like, no, but then it just kept like coming and coming. I was like, okay. So I had my first human design reading. I was like, wow. Like all the things that I thought they're wrong with me, I was designed to be that, you know, yeah. so it's, it's like this beautiful permission slip to be yourself and to understand your gifts and why you came here. And, you know, then you just like started to like, look at the charts of people around you and how life giving when you can really like be around those that you love and make them feel seen and heard in such a beautiful way. Oh, I think it's fascinating. I think that the second I figured out my husband was a projector, it made me realize that, oh, everybody needs a projector in their business. Yes. (laughs) Period. And they need to be invited to share their thoughts, but usually they're always right, (laughs) which is so fascinating to me. Mm -hmm. So like the second I know that if he's not invited to share advice to me, I'm not going to listen to it even if his advice is valid, which I think is really fascinating. But I love like the the whole gates and channels and what are your thoughts around what I've been told is that if I have a channel that's not completed, but you have that channel completed, we can work synergistically together to complete a channel. Absolutely. No, that's, that's how it works. When you think about it's the magnetism, right? Like you, it's like you're attracting your opposite, but you are attracting people to fulfill you. And it's, and we have to remember you're whole and complete. You don't need anyone. You have everything you need in your chart. However, energetically, you will have built some channels. You will have filled some centers. And if other people around you don't have them filled or you have them filled, you're going to make feel each other more complete, more magnetic, more, you know, and it's also like looking at the definitions. For example, I'm a single definition. So that means like, I'm very individualistic. I don't need anyone to complete me. I am good on my own. I love doing my retreats alone. Like I invite facilitators, but co-hosting something doesn't light me up. My husband, it's a split definition. So he thrives around people because Mm. the more like things that, like you said, the channels that you have split and there is a split, triple split, quadruple split, the more splits you have, the better you are doing around other people. So he thrives in groups and I thrive in one-on-one. I love one-on-one and I tried before. I tried doing membership in my you know, um, business. I tried to do groups. I tried to like me joining mastermind. I'm like, I just love the one-on-one. 
Mm-hmm. And that's what it is for me. So you see, like, instead of forcing yourself to do what everyone else is doing, or your coach is telling you to do, like, you know, your truth. Yeah. I think that's a really big awareness too, because if you are single definition and you're trying to do this big, huge group thing, it's never going to work. Nope. It's just going to constantly feel heavy or cumbersome or whatever it is that makes you feel not like it's your thing. And that's okay yeah. too. Mm-hmm. That's and, the, I think it's unique. Like when you can say and look at it and go, I can do this other thing over here. That makes me feel passionate about it and lights me up. Exactly. And that's why I said, like, I really feel like human design, it's such a beautiful permission slip to be you and to be mm-hmm. unapologetically you. And for those around you who are open to like, communicate with you in a way that you need like my spiritual wife she's a projector one three projector you know emotional so like you said like she's right like anytime I want to ask something like I'm asking her I'm like hey how do you feel about it like you don't have to answer right now sleep on it but let me know how you feel about it you know and it's so beautiful to understand where are we thriving um it was very interesting um because projectors um they're learning through us i don't i don't know if you knew that but they they don't have like self-awareness like they are learning through us so we are learning the, like helping them to learn the world around them and that last makes sense. Week, that makes complete sense yeah last week i was deciding on something i was doing a decision and i was choosing between like three people to work with mm-hmm. and i met one person i'm like i just felt it i'm like this is it i want to work with this woman like but i had two more appointments and i asked myself do i want to invest my energy into those two more appointments and right away it was like no my sacral no but then i get in my head I'm like, well, but I should honor my commitment. I should look, maybe they're better or good. And I was in my head. So of course I'm texting my, you know, spiritual wife. I'm like, you know, what do you think? And she, she's so smart. Like she doesn't give me answers. She asked me a question and she asked me exactly, Hey, do you want to invest energy into those two more meetings? I was like, no, she was like, I love how you're listening to your sacral because that's how you know it's right away when you're sacral, you know. I'm sacral too, so I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And so for people, just for context, sacral people, they either hear a yes or a no, or they have some sort of sign that it's a, a definite yes or no. Like we can ask a million times and we will get the answer. And I know with this too, for me, there's little wiggle room for going against my intuition when I already know the answer. So I can understand and appreciate the grappling decision because you did make the appointment and that would feel hard because you made it, but you already know what the answer is. Yeah. So what did you decide? The same day, I I just texted them and thanked them and told them I decide for someone else. So, you know, I just canceled the appointments, you know, because I I feel like it's like honoring the boundaries and honoring, like, yes, you can honor your commitments, but also why would I honor commitments if I know it's a waste of time? Like when you know- You're just wasting their time too. Exactly. And 
like my husband, he's emotional. So he's not meant to be deciding. There is never a truth in a moment for him. And we're talking about authorities. There are different authorities, emotional, sacral, splenic, ego, like so many, right? But it's like, just get to know yourself, get, get reading of human design. Like if you have any questions, you can message me. I just feel like human design, it's so life-giving and so freeing. And unlike, you know, like I tried in the past to do like a many personality test. I love quizzes, you know, and things like yeah. that. What happened is that I was always like, like a, such a smart, you know, thingy. And I'm like, oh, if I answer this, then I will get this answer. And if I do that, and so every <laughs> single day, like I would take a test, I would get like a different result. Right. And with a human design, like you can't lie. It's oh, you can't. And that's why I tell people with personality tests, you don't take a personality test when you're in a weird mood. You want to take it when you're just in your normal mood, not in a ecstatic mood, not in a bad mood, just normal mood, because that will give you the best results on what it is. But yeah, human design, you're right. Like it's based on your birth, you're where you're at. And there's tons of free stuff. Now you use human design in your business. Mm -hmm. How do you use human design for business? My crystals are flying around. I feel like, you know, for me, it's very important to know how to speak to people and how to see them. So every single of my clients, you know, they give me like their birthday, every single team member I work with, like I get to understand what are their gifts. And so I use it in my business this way. And of course, like I also use my design in my business to know how to lead people, how to do things. So it's very life-giving to know who people who come to me are. And it's very interesting, you know, like the type of people that I'm attracting, you know, looking at like, oh, do they have more sacral? Do they have more emotional authority? What kind of people are drawn to me? Everyone who comes to me, they're feeling deeply seen and understood because I deeply care, you know. That's awesome. Now the, with human design, I know you need to know your time of birth and where you're born what do you do if you don't know what time you're born at because there are some people mm -hmm. that just don't know I know and and the thing is like there there are a few ways like one you can like when you get your birth certificate it will be there right you can just request your birth certificate like a copy and usually it's free or it's like quick so just if you can, however, to get it, get it like getting birth certificate. If you cannot get it. And if you just don't know, there are also astrology, um, astrologies, like people, astrologists who are like focusing on that. They can help you to discover your birth time. So if you have a date and the place, they can help you discover that the, the last option would be to just play with it, you know? So let's try like noon, let's try 9 a.m. Let's uh, let's try 3 p.m. Because usually the design and the profile and the authority, they're not going to change because of the time. Right. They're very close. But the uh, there are like other details that will change, you know, like what is your strongest sense or your channels and some things can change. So you can really feel into that, like what is true for you. But again, I, I feel like so many people are living like conditioned, so they don't even know what is true for them. But 
I feel like there are always like ways around, like I said, getting your birth certificate, um, working with the astrologies. You can have like one session with astrologies to figure it out, your birth time, um, or just play with it. You know, like if my clients, they don't know, don't know, I do noon and then I intuitively like feel into that and play with the times. That's great. Cause there are just some people that just don't know, or mm -hmm. they're not able to get their hands on a birth yeah. certificate. Mm -hmm. So or the birth certificate doesn't have the time, depending on when. That's interesting, when. right? I have met all sorts of different people that, you know, they come from different places or countries, yeah. Countries and things like that where just stuff wasn't documented properly or whatever the case is, they just don't know. There's all sorts of different reasons why yeah. someone might not know it. So I always like asking that question because it's it's such a fascinating thing. And not a lot of people know what time they were born at too. So check your birth certificate. Yes. I love it. So do you do human design readings or what I do? You okay. Awesome. It, it's not like I'm like promoting it on my website. That's like my one thing that I'm doing. It's just a part of my business. It's a little part of it. So I do human design readings for those who are interested because I feel like such a foundational work. Like everyone has to have that. So for me, when I do human design readings, it's a very low like investment because I feel like it's like my paying it forward. It has yeah. nothing to do with my high level, you know, coaching, but human design, it's something that helps everyone to start because self-awareness is the key to everything. If you're interested in working with Katya, she will, will have her links and all of that in the show notes and the description. Um, so you can check her out, check out her website as well. Now, do you like using human design for manifesting? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because when you, when you look at it and I love that you're asking, because, you know, when I started my coaching journey, like years ago, I was basing my coaching on my experiences, right? Like we want to teach what we know, what we are feeling confident in. But in human design, I'm a specific manifester. So for me, the more detailed I am, the easier I manifest the things that I desire. But thanks to human design, I learned that there are also non-specific manifestors who have to be general, who cannot focus on the details. They will get overwhelmed. So now I am like teaching my clients on how to manifest when you're specific or non-specific manifester based on your design, because it, it's a huge difference. Whether you tell someone like make a five-year plan and create a Pinterest board and write in your journal, all your yeah. details versus feel into it. What would you like your life to feel like and look like, you know, and in just general terms, and people are feeling like, wow, like this is so freeing. Like it's, it's amazing. How do you know if you're a specific or a general? If you're specific or non-specific, you just get to look at um, your charts, you know, because there are like arrows that will show you if you're specific or non-specific. So oh, cool. um, you can get that in I your did chart. Not know. That's neat. If you want, just send me your birthday and I can let you know. Definitely do that. I'll yeah. definitely do that. Awesome. Perfect. So I know that you are also about being successful, being abundant in your business. I saw something that you have something about soulful success. Can you talk to me about that as well? 
Absolutely. Because, you know, it's, it's such a beautiful like ending of this conversation because we started with asking about the feminine. And I mentioned that I was so much in my masculine and, you know, success back then for me were numbers, how much money you make, how many people you have in your business, things like that. But no matter how many goals I achieved, I didn't feel fulfilled. So I realized along my journey that the true success without soul, it's no success at all. So we really get to create success from soul, meaning being aligned with your truth, taking care of yourself like holistically and really creating the abundance from a place that it's inside out. And that's what we did last year. We created a beautiful online experience called Soulful Success Experience. And we invited 20 experts who are living this way, who created mm. the success from their soul. And it's so important to create something that it's fulfilling and lasting versus trying to speed up and chase and, and getting like just checking off all the list. And then don't feel fulfilled anyway. So how to create success from your soul. It's so powerful, such a powerful experience. I love that. And if you guys are interested in checking out this program, we will have the links in the description and the show notes. It sounds amazing because it's nice having different perspectives because how you say something versus how I say something versus how someone else says something. We can all be talking about the same exact thing, but having it shared in different ways can be really beneficial for us to grow and to achieve what we're wanting to achieve. So awesome. Well, I've had so much fun chatting with you. Thank you for being here today. Guys, definitely check out the links in the show notes on the website. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for such a beautiful conversation and for all the work you're doing, Amy. Thank you. All right, guys, please make sure you like and subscribe and share this with a friend. We can't wait to see you soon. Bye. Yay, you've made it to the end of the show. That shows me that you are committed to evolving and creating the life you truly love and desire. I'm so excited to be on this journey with you. Make sure you click the subscribe button so you don't miss a thing. We have shows going out semi-weekly and also please leave an honest review. I would greatly appreciate it if you did. If you'd like to receive a free gift from me, head on over to theimmyrobison.com, theimmyrobison.com. Claim your free gift. You'll also find that link in the show notes. I'm sending you lots and lots and love and light. Many blessings to you, my friend. Bye.